When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Lisa Salters in Jacksonville, where the Jaguars are hosting their first Monday night game in 12 years, and they face a Bengals team that's been blinded by the primetime lights. Cincinnati has lost its last 14 night games on the road and is 1-25 as a visitor in primetime since 1998. And the last time they won a road contest on Monday night football, 1990, with Boomer Esiason at quarterback. Now let's go around the horn. Thank you, Lisa. Here's a panel never blinded by the primetime lights. Week 13 of the NFL season, do we finally have a no-doubt Super Bowl favorite? Also, from that game, and also, also, we of course start with college football and what the committee told America. Florida State undefeated and out of the playoff. Let's go around the horn. You people, you all said it would work itself out. You're not going to You all said, and I go to you, Harry. You said, I dare the committee to leave Florida State out. They're taken, and that's exactly what happened. This was cinema, this was drama. Michigan, Washington, and then Texas and Alabama. Undefeated ACC champion Florida State jumped by both one loss Texas and one loss Alabama. Here's what it looked like in real time. And here the words of the ACC commissioner and Florida State head coach Mike Norvell. Outrage and befuddlement, but let this be said here. College football has done this before, has done this for generations. Split champions via polls and bowls. The BCS had undefeated conference champions missing with regularity. Not just the Utahs and the Boises, but hello, Auburn, when they were undefeated in the SEC. This was not supposed to happen in the CFP, but it did. Also to be said here, college football has seen teams with injured players, next up quarterbacks, win the whole national championship before. Hello, Cardell Jones. And then, maybe fresh on the committee's mind, some really big blowout playoff games in recent years. And just last year, the championship game was 65-7. So, the best versus most deserving discussion played out as you knew it would in front of all our eyes. And the committee chose to keep Florida State undefeated out. Harry Lyles, you were in that room. Was college football failed? It was. And, you know, the committee really did a good job of setting it up because we kept hearing them use that word best, what they perceive to be the best. But my problem with that is, is while that has been part of the criteria, that has not always been the standard. But they created that lane and they went through it. My issue with that is in a very good recent example is on this show last week, all of us except for the most genius Clinton Yates picked Oregon to beat Washington because anybody that's watched college football the last five or six weeks knows 
Oregon has looked better, looked like the best team or best than Washington. And then Washington goes out and gets the best of them. They literally beat the snot out of them. It was quite an impressive performance. And that's why we have to play the games on the field. And that's why the results have to matter. And that was over a week's span. The committee made a decision yesterday that basically said, hey, because of the two games that we saw, the SEC and the ACC championship, we are going to jump Alabama. And mind you, it's not like Florida State was ranked fifth or sixth. They were fourth. The committee had already decided at that point they were one of the four best teams. Then to move them back to me is a travesty because, again, the results on the field absolutely have to matter, and they decided that they didn't. Courtney Crone, did college football fail this weekend? I agree with Harry. I think it did. And you think about why we went away from the BCS, Tony, to the four-team playoff. It was supposed to eliminate the computers, all the hypotheticals. You go out, you play your schedule, you win the games, you get to compete for a national championship. This is a Power 5 school that won its conference this year, went undefeated. It scheduled two SEC opponents and beat them both, and they're not rewarded for that and left on the outside. And I get it. The committee thinks that with Jordan Travis out for the season, even though Florida State won three games without him, that without Jordan Travis, that this is not going to be a team that can compete for a national championship. Well, we also saw non-opening day starting quarterbacks compete for national championships in 2014, like you mentioned, Ohio State, 2017, Alabama, 2018, Clemson, 2021, Georgia. This has happened before. To say that a team that's not going to have their freshman quarterback playing. Tate Rodemaker should be back by the time that CFP semifinal would happen. To say that that's the only reason this team would not be a viable national championship contender is ridiculous considering how well Florida State's defense played against Louisville in the ACC championship. Kevin Clark, did the committee fail college football yesterday? Yes, and the committee relegated a major conference to a minor league with one decision and said the results here don't matter. We respect some conferences, it's really only two, and we disrespect others. This is going to be permanent. Try to get an at-large bid from the ACC next year in a 12-team playoff. I think everybody kind of sees this as a one-year thing. It's not. They're disrespecting the ACC. They would never do this to Michigan. They would never do this to a Georgia or an Alabama team that was undefeated. And I don't even think they're applying the eye test correctly. Alabama needed a miracle just two weeks ago. They had clunkered all over the schedule. Um, I, 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 I'm just befuddled, uh, just like everybody else. And is. Bill Barnwell. What's infuriating about this, Tony, is that they played well in the conference championship game. They held Louisville, a team that was averaging more than 30 points per game against P5 teams this year, to six points. Isn't the defense yeah. stepping up? Offensively, and they were well not exactly what on, you would. Okay, but they scored 16 points. Is that any better than Alabama scoring 17 earlier this season against South Florida? Uh. Is that what we've come to here? The basic gist here is that now the threat of losing by a lot in the future means more to the committee than actually winning throughout the entire season. And that is a door I don't think you want to open because it incentivizes all kinds of problematic things. Now, do you sit a guy like a Jordan Travis in December in relatively meaningless games thinking, let's keep him healthy? Do you have guys who are maybe a little injured? Yeah, do you keep I them on the saying. field, rush them There was back. a bad word in there, but I appreciate you using it because it is actually true in this case. You'll get banned, but you'll get points. True. I'm going to go back to Harry Lyles because, again, you were in the room room with Florida State, okay? They get knocked out, and then they go out to draw Georgia in the Orange Bowl. This was looking like it could have been the college football playoff, you know, pre 
title game, really, about a week ago. Now it's the Orange Bowl. There's some who said in the heat of the moment they should sit out the game. That's never going to happen. They've already accepted. There's others who think legal action could be taken. Politicians who want to take this to Congress. Again, I say to college football, we've seen this before. Hello, Central Florida a few years ago. Harry, how do you think the disappointment affects this bowl? Look, I think you've got two teams. One, if we were going by the best teams, Georgia would be in the playoff because they've been, over the course of the entire season, one of the four best teams. But that's an entire. Well, then who are you throwing play. out? Who, now got, you're playing, uh, you know, God, for lack of a better word, on the committee. Who are you throwing out in that case, then? Who else am I throwing out? I'd throw out probably Texas and Alabama. All right, Spolt. I, I, yeah, I mean, if we're, going over, if we're going over the entire season and body of work, Georgia has been one of the four best teams. But regardless, back to this game, the Orange Bowl. I think you've got two teams. You're probably going to have guys sitting out because you've got NFL players on both sides at some point. But from being in that room and knowing what Florida State was all about on Sunday after what they witnessed and felt like they had something taken away from them and knowing how that Georgia team operates, I think it's going to be a competitive game. Those rooms, I mean, it's just compelling, dramatic, cinematic television. you got to understand that these are young, young players here. And here's Michigan hearing Alabama is their draw. <laughs> Alabama in beating Georgia made the committee forget how they look versus Auburn. I believe that's been said before. Michigan, well, you remember the committee had to consider whether they would consider their coach being suspended multiple times during all this. They do consider Jordan Travis's injury. They do not consider that to be. And now Michigan number one over Washington. They draw Bama. How did that land with you, Courtney? Maybe this is the committee's way of punishing Michigan, even though it couldn't do it for the sign-stealing scandal by taking them out of the rankings or giving them an incredibly difficult draw with Alabama as the four seed. And it's honestly, Tony, is the one thing they're consistent on. We remember last year, Georgia was the one seed. They drew Ohio State, who very clearly was one of the best, if not the best teams in the field. They drew them as a, as a four seed in the CFB semifinal. It took that fourth quarter 14-point comeback for Georgia to get into the natty last year. I I think this is going to be an incredibly difficult draw for for the Michigan Wolverines, considering Alabama's playing like a team of destiny mm. right now. At least this week. Harry Lyles Jr., how about you? I understand Michigan's, you know, being upset about it. And if you're looking at Alabama, you're looking at a team that's done this before, experienced. Obviously, this is somewhat of a new group. But, you know, once you just get into the playoff, you have to like a Nick Saban team's chances of winning. But I think Michigan has been one of the four best teams this college football season, and I think they will beat Alabama. So I think they'll be all right. Clark. I think the initial shock was they thought they were getting a first-round bye if they were going to go against Tate Rodemaker and be able to win and, and rest some starters Possible. and get ready for the next game. Possible. That's not going to happen now. They get an Alabama team that I don't think is a vintage Alabama team. I and mean, The fans have been complaining about this, this roster all season long, basically. We already mentioned that the USF game, the Auburn game, there have been some clunkers here, but there are no easy draws in the playoffs. I expect Michigan to win this game. They've controlled every game all season long. Unlike Alabama, they win. And Bill Barnwell. I, get, I mean, you heard guffaws. Maybe it was just they were reacting like we were as fans that it happened. An undefeated team didn't make the, the final. Bill, how do you hear it? This is the only way it could have gone. Michigan number one, Washington number two, the two undefeated teams. Texas beat Bama. Texas has to be three ahead of Bama at four. Just seems like the logical way to go about it. It's the question of who looked best this weekend and who should be favored to win it all. I can ask that right now, too. I don't want to who you got for the whole championship coming up. But I, I'll, I'll ask you this. It's not the same, maybe. 
Maybe just Alabama breathing means they're the favorite for you. Go ahead, Kevin Clark, please. Texas took care of business very easily against a pretty good Oklahoma State team. Uh, never in doubt on that. I thought they were they, they did a great job over the weekend. They're the only team I wasn't worried about. Um, and obviously, listen, Auburn, excuse me, Alabama had the best win of the season. Um, they, all respect to them, but Texas Bill took care Barnwell. of business. All credit to them. Going to Washington, the team that's been counted out every single week, it feels like, but including, by the way, in the in the Pac-12 game where they were nine-point underdogs and still managed to come back and beat Oregon. I have faith. And Harry, who looks best this weekend to you? Michigan. I think they've been the most consistent. Courtney Cronin. Texas. It'll be a Texas-Alabama national championship. I, I said I wasn't asking for who you <laughs> got. All right, you have 20 days to mull it over. We'll take a break right here. Fire still on the other side. The Horn is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Chase. Hold on to your dom, the security guard, Dre Greenlaw. Ejection takes. We'll get to that in a second. The way the San Francisco 49ers steamrolled the Eagles in Philadelphia. Is it now clear SF is the SB favorite, 42 to 19? Bill Barnwell, was this about what the Niners can do versus Philly or what the Eagles can't do versus San Fran? It's about what the Eagles can't do versus anybody this year, and that's defend the middle of the field with their linebackers and their safeties. The Eagles are 28th in the NFL in QBR allowed on the defensive side of the ball. Nicholas Morrow, Reed Blankenship each gave up touchdowns. No surprise the Eagles came out today and signed Shaq Leonard to a one-year deal because they need warm bodies at linebacker after what we saw from the Niners on Sunday. Kevin Clark. Yeah, this is about what the Niners wanted to do and the Eagles not being able to stop them. Debo Samuel had his best yards after catch performance ever, according to Next Gen Stats. Mm. He was able to do whatever he wants. That's that's a shortcoming of Eagles linebackers. Once you get past that pass rush, um, it's a whole different type of game. Uh, I, I just I, I could not be more impressed with this Niners team, and I think they're the best team in football. Ah, uh, we've heard that from you before, <laughs> but. Harry Lyles, did San Francisco just prove to you they're the Super Bowl favorite? Lock and key? 
I, I think so. I think they're on well, the best team on paper with talent, for sure. And I mean, I think Philadelphia is obviously right there with them. But the thing that sort of stuck out to me here was obviously the 49ers came in with 10 days rest compared to the Eagles, who played 95 snaps in that overtime game against the Bills. And then the thing that the 49ers were able to do was get a career-high 25 pressures on Jalen Hurts on a season-low 12% blitz rate. I thought their ability to just do that, their aggressiveness without even seemingly trying, was very telling. I'm really impressed by this 49ers team after an awful first quarter scoring on six consecutive drives and coming into this game they're outscoring opponents with a winning record by nearly 23 points that's only happened one other time in the Super Bowl mm. era and you've got to give a lot of credit to this 49ers offensive line and going against that defensive front and only allowing two sacks in the process that's a big deal versus the Eagles and versus the Cowboys anybody know the split right now for San Francisco in those games 84 to 29 plus 55 against Two of uh, the two or maybe two of the three teams you think are going to be hanging around in the playoffs. It's incredible. The physicality of this game was off the chart, too. And now we talk Dre Greenlaw's ejection. What type of situation does the NFL have on the sidelines when a non-player, non-coach, credentialed staff member, security guard, not that Greenlaw would know that, contacts an opposing player to break up a post-tackle skirmish, and Greenlaw then contacts him, drawing a disqualification. You can see Sirianni asking for the ejection. Kyle Shanahan couldn't believe it. Kevin Clark, how do you see it? I love Big Dom as a character. I'm glad he's in our lives, but I'm selling this whole situation. <laughs> he should not be getting involved between two players. Leave that up to the players and the refs. And, and Dom, you're doing a great job at security, but do something else on the side. Aaron Lyles Jr.? Yeah, the only thing I feel really strongly about one way or the other is if you are on a sideline of a college or an NFL game, unless you are a player or a coach, your first instinct when the play comes towards you is to get out of the way. Him going towards the play, to me, was the biggest mistake in this, and we could have avoided all of it had he just gone away. Courtney Cronin? Well, I think the easiest way to solve this issue is that whatever fine Dre Greenlaw would incur here can go away. But let's not forget, that was not a football move that he put on Devontae Smith, suplexing him into the ground. Could have hurt him pretty mm -hmm. bad there. This guy is the head of security. What do you want him to do? Step away in that moment? We'd be saying a complete... The head of, wait, wait, wait. head of security applies to illegal tackles on the field, in your mind, Cordy Cronin? Tony, the man is the head of security. Do you want him to step away in that moment when 99.99999% of the time he's there to protect players? I've never heard of a security guard <laughs> touching a player in the middle of the field of play or one step off it. I do like the second syllable emphasis on suplex. Go ahead, Bill Barnwell. Tony, you said Drake Greenlaw could not have known that Dom was the head of security. I disagree. Okay. If any person on the planet looks at Dom on the <laughs> sideline, oh, okay. the uh, one job yeah. you're going to think he has I get is it. We all love that his name is Dom, and he's built like he's built. Everybody wants a Dom on their team and hates it when Dom's on the other team. But the idea a security guard can get in the middle of players interacting? The opposing team? Bill Barnwell, I'm surprised to hear you say that. We'll move on. Packers, Kansas City. Jordan Love breakout. Packers are on a heater right now. Could they be a playoff team? But first, we got to talk about the last two minutes, how the reps mangled it beyond recognition. Personal foul when Mahomes was still in play. The pass interference on MVS. The inbounds forward progress stopped, but still ruled out of bounds and stopping the clock. The Hail Mary push at the end. Courtney, what happened here? 
You heard Patrick Mahomes say that he wasn't going to complain about that no call on what should have been pass interference. It's his clearest day because on that same drive, he was gifted a penalty when he was hit while he was still in bounds. So I understand why he wasn't uh, you know, up in arms about that. But he also got this team to the 33 and that pass to MVS followed by three others that were incomplete. The Chiefs beat themselves in those final moments. Bill Barnwell? This should have been a coronation game. For Jordan Love as one of the newest stars in the National Football League. Number two in the NFL in QBR over the last month. He beats Patrick Mahomes, the reigning MVP. And yet we're not going to have that conversation today because the refereeing was so bad that they sprayed bad calls in each and every direction. That is bad for the league. More than just a typical bad call here or there. I disagree with Bill. We're going to have that conversation right now about Jordan Love. Fifth best EPA per play performance by any team in the NFL this season Mm. last night. He is the best play action quarterback basically the entire league over the past month. This is the infrastructure they were trying to build for him. This is the offense. This is the Packers in its final form. Here we go. And Harry Lyle Jr. Yeah, I'm with you, Kevin. Look, we are ready to throw this whole experiment with Jordan Love out the door. With seven or eight weeks into the season, yeah. the last three weeks, eight touchdowns against the Lions, the Chiefs, who a defense we all think is great, right? And the Chargers. So they win a month Love. without winning. Harry, Kevin, as you go away, are the Packers a playoff team? Yes, uh, definitely. They're deserving. Yeah, it's only going to go from here. Mm-hmm. All right, showdown coming up. <laughs> it's only going to go to Barnwell and Cronin from here. Buy or sell back. <laughs> This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Around the Horn is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. From Grey Goose to a cheetah. Tyreek Hill, another 157 yards. He's now just under 1,500 for the season, which puts him on pace for 2,098 for the year, which would blow away the all-time receiving record. But he's nowhere near the top of the MVP board. Purdy, Dak, Hurts, Mahomes, Jackson, and his quarterback, Tua Tungamailoa, are all under 10 to 1. Hill's 18 to 1. Would a 2,000-yard receiving season be MVP worthy, Courtney? It certainly would. Tua has a 95 QBR when targeting Tyreek Hill this season. That's the second best of any quarterback-receiver combo. He absolutely deserves to be in Bill Barnwell? Yes, but he has to get it the right way. He destroyed the Ravens last year, gets them again in Week 17. Possible matchup for the one seed. If he gets to 190 and two again against them, I think he wins the MVP. Mm, If he has those games, I'll hold you to that, Bill Barnwell. 
and I'll give you the 30 seconds of FaceTime. Ooh. So Zach Rosenblatt and Diana Rossini of The Athletic are reporting that the Jets want to install Zach Wilson as their quarterback. But Zach Wilson hasn't decided whether he wants to take the job back. And this is a repudiation of both parties. Zach Wilson has only accomplished topping Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon so far in his pro career. And the Jets have coddled Wilson for his entire pro career. Didn't install a replacement for him, and they don't even want to have him back. This is a mess on both sides. You're not in the mood. You get in the mood. We'll see you tomorrow.